Hello and welcome to Valid Dreams, a podcast where we talk about pursuing our dreams and winning in life. I upload episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to listen in. And on today's episode, I am joined by Council Hope Tendo Mudega, who gives me a brief tour of the courthouse, or so it felt like in my mind. <laughs> and by the end of this episode, it was clear who the land friend was. It was in me, just in case you're wondering. Could you tell us a bit about yourself? Who is Hope? In my phone, you said as Hope Fierce. So, <laughs> who is Hope? Um, hi, Faith. Yeah, um, Hope Fierce. Hmm. I hope I live up to that. <laughs> um, but my name is Mutega um, Hope Tendo. Yes. Um, I'll add fears now that you talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm a lawyer by profession. Yes, I am majoring. My, my practice is, is basically corporate and commercial law and land transactions. That is my area of the law currently. Because I'm a born-again Christian. Mm-hmm. I love God. I love so many other things. <laughs> but I don't think I'll go into those right now. But yeah, that is me in a jiffy. Commercial and what did you call it? Commercial and corporate and commercial. Corporate and, and land. Commercial law and then land. Okay. Yes. I, I I don't even know where those fall, but <laughs> we shall proceed. Yes, please. So. Um, I, under any of those or it's something separate on its own because when I when I approached you to have this this chat uh, my, my my questions were on contract law where does it fall well um, to answer you I think I'll say contracts by their nature fall in pretty much all uh, all spheres of life you find them in corporate uh, practices, you find them in commercial practices, you find them in, in land transactions, because you know when you're buying and, and selling land, that is an agreement, and the contract in itself is an agreement when you are purchasing something in business that is still a contract because it's an agreement. So we find contracts in pretty much everything that we do. A marriage is, 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 is an agreement that some people would love to call a contract so that that is family law so you find that contract and contract law cuts across different spheres of life different uh, interactions and yes it's it's pretty much all over the place so it depends on where you want it to be are you are you looking at it in the the space of of corporate um, and commercial transactions or in land or in family or in any other city that contract's got across everywhere. Mm, okay. Um, are there, <clears throat> you've given me examples, which is helpful. Are there types of, of contracts? 
Yes, they are. Um, yes, there are different types of contracts. Uh, I think I'll, 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 to do justice to our listeners, I think I'll begin by, by briefly defining what a contract is and giving a better understanding of it. A contract is, in short, an agreement between two and more, or more people. It could either be, it could be two people, it could be three people, it could be you know, ten people, as long as there is an agreement, which in, in, in legal terms we call a meeting of the minds. Yeah, this is what we call a contract. It's, it's basically an agreement between two or more people to do something. And one of, of, of the important um, features of the contract is that it comes with obligations, duties and obligations on, on all sides, on all parties. So as said, there are different types of contracts. Yes, there are express contracts. And uh, express contracts are, are, are contracts whose terms are open, stated either in writing or orally at the point of formation of the contract. I, 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 I don't know if we are still together up to that point. Mm, we are, we are. Taking notes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, then. Um, and then the other type of contract is that implied kind of contract or what we call implied contracts. And these are contracts whose terms are inferred by actions, by facts, by circumstances that would indicate a mutual intention to form a contract, you know. Of, of, it's a scenario where there is nothing written, there is nothing um, put down in paper, but by the actions of either party or by the actions of both parties, it can be inferred from their conduct, from their, from the way they are transacting, or from the, from the way they are carrying themselves around, that there is actually a contract or an agreement or a meeting agreement between these two people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where does what do they call it? A gentleman's agreement come in? That's where it's not written. <laughs> That's yes. on the streets, really. That is just street law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's like you said, it's indeed just street law because in, in, when you get to, down to the law itself, there is nothing like a gentleman's agreement, you know. Mm-hmm. What you can say is maybe um, our contract between me and this person was by word of mouth, which would make it an fall more in the lines of an implied contract of yes we have not written it down anywhere but we know that these are the terms or we know that when I do this the other person does this when the other person does this I will do this okay yeah so it falls along those lines the danger with with um, most of those what what I would I would call the danger with with, um, with with uh, contracts that are not written down is that they're just in general they're just so difficult to enforce because in, in case anything backfires or, or things like that because there is there is no evidence to show that in the first place you two ever you know reached an agreement on anything 
that is where at the end of the day you find that there is a lot of, of rope pulling of I said this, you were supposed to do this, you promised to do this, you did not do that. Because there is really nothing to tie down in a party. So for validity, it's best if it's written. Yes, yes, that is always uh, the best. What I, would, what I always advise my clients is, you know, have it written down in paper. Mm, not have even copy, email, what, what? <laughs> Emails, of course, now we live in an electronic age. Yes. And we know that um, nowadays we can sign documents electronically. Nowadays we yes. can, you know, send uh, messages to and fro and contracts mm. ele- electronically as well. So still, emails would still at least... Um, mm cover the part of having something written down mm. yeah what is important is that you reduce the terms and and the duties and and all these things that you want you know you expect from each other into writing that is what is important mm. yeah okay so is a lawyer necessary is yeah. that like you have to have yeah, <laughs> need for like a witness yeah, like yeah. If, if 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 I'm doing business with a friend or mm-hmm. and you know those ones of friends are the most mm-hmm. complicated corners of contracts. Anyway, so if I'm doing <laughs> if I'm doing business with a friend or uh, you know and and we have this agreement, do we need a witness like a lawyer or? Where does the lawyer come in? Where does the legal person come in? Oh, we can just draft our own things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we draft and we agree. Ah, nothing like Constitution, Sidri, Article, what, two, mm-hmm. three, and not A, B, clause, those things. It's just, yeah. Well, well, I think at this point I risk losing instruction and instruction fees, but. Um, <laughs> What I would advise uh, a party who want to make a contract or enter into a contract is, first of all, make the terms as simple and as you know, easy to understand for, for either party. But that being said, usually you find that lawyers, where a lawyer is usually coming is for some reason, for one reason or another, we, we, we usually have... Um, I don't want to call it a, a better understanding or a better or, or an English advantage, but you'd find that uh, the way you write a statement may not, you know, clearly bring out exactly what you want to say. Mm. And for me, I know if, 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 you know, Faith wants to enter into a contract with this and this person and she wants to protect herself, this is how she should phrase the words. Is how she should, you know, word the, the, the document. This is what should be, you know. So for you, may be like, um, I want to buy this and this from so and so, and I want it delivered by this and this time. But for me, I would know, as a lawyer, I would know, you know, Faith wants this and this product. She wants it in this and this quality. She wants it in a quality. She wants it to be of a quality that you know is is user friendly or a quality that is acceptable to our customers or a quality that you know so this is where i'll be coming this is where our lawyers come in but that being said still we 
parties still enter into contracts without lawyers. And um, it's very important also to have a contract witnessed. Because if you do not witness it, if there is no witness, a witness is a third, a third person that comes in to, 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 to offer validity to a contract or to an agreement. It's like a witness in short is a person who comes and says, I was there when these parties agreed. Yes, so when in cases when there is no where there is no witness, you find that it will start to look like it's one person's word against the other. Mm. Of I can say, you know what, I was coerced, I was, you know, I was forced. But where there is yes, that is the danger of not having a witness. So when you have a witness, the witness says is like one way of easily saying, um, I was there when the agreement was being made and everything that is in this agreement is as it should be. Yeah, so I think it's very important for every contract talk agreement to be witnessed. To be witnessed and it's it's, it's safer to have a, a legal a legal eye. Yes, it's safer. Uh, uh, one thing that I forgot to mention one thing that I forgot to mention is that um yes, a a, 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 a witness could as well be a lawyer or any um, other person. Because basically what a witness is going to do is to sign. Hmm. Yeah. So you find that there are situations whereby me, the lawyer, will make the agreement and then a non-lawyer will witness it. Hmm. Yes. So one of the jobs I took, no, that's also a lie. For all the jobs I've taken, I've just gotten those appointment letters <laughs> and tried to read what is going on in there and it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> the words are so huge, no. uh, the grammar is complicated, here with, forth with, what not, <laughs> what exactly are we talking about, you know, know. <laughs> what exactly are we talking about, so in the end, I. Of course, you sign because yes. you you are saying that uh, just some legal jargon going on, but you know it's mm-hmm. it's nothing complicated and whatnot. But that's a contract, right? Yes. What yes. should we look? For? What should we look out for? What should uh, somebody who is getting into? I I always actually sent my my appointment letters to an HR or a legal person just to snoop around just in case there's something I don't understand and <laughs> it could be used against me but what, what should we look out for in the generic like you had said actually um, there's a lot of legal jargon sometimes because I think it's very important to keep in mind that most of these letters are actually drafted by lawyers <laughs> And of course, as <laughs> usually our job is to protect whoever is paying us. Mm. So if it's the, the employer, employer that is, yeah, yes. And so if it's the employer that is paying us, we are going to put in as much as possible mm. to protect the person that is paying us. And sometimes this means uh, twisting. What would have been a simple word instead of saying maybe and, or maybe use, you know, henceforth or something. <laughs> you know, 
yes but um that being said there there's still things that are very clear i think to see in an employment contract and things that every everyone should at least watch out for when they are before they sign an employment contract you know one of the things that sh- uh, should be clearly laid down or put out in an employment in an employment contract rather is the salary yes do not leave that to, you know to situations or to you know the people will tell you i signed a contract yes but uh, they told me that we shall agree on payment later so what were you signing if you do not know even if you do, if, if, if you do not know what you're going to get at the end of the day so one of the things that you should actually watch out for is is the salary or the and and the benefits that may come with it that they may be like allowances or things like that and that's the, that doesn't mean that the contract is going to have you know benefits and things like that some will just have salary depending on where you know but one of the things that you should look out for is salary and then the other is um it's very important to also note that the date when the contract is going to start or to commence which in this case is when you are going to start working you know okay. because we have mm. seen uh, issues we have dealt with issues of, of you know terminations and then you ask the person you know when did you start and they are also not sure or you know it was not included in the contract they just told me sign here and i signed so it's very important for someone to know i am beginning work on the 9th day of september 2021 mm. yes and then it's also very important to work to, 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 to look out for things like uh, leave, holidays, mm-hmm. and that being said, it's very important to know that everyone is entitled to leave. Okay. So the 21 days. Are, yes. Uh, yes. 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 That is the that is the, the the minimum number of days that is provided for by the law. But I have seen so many hey, contracts where. Wait. Minimum. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Wait, and minimum is it calendar days or work days? Those 21, let's use that those 21 days. Mm. According to the law. Well, according to the law, what a person is supposed to take as leave is mm. is supposed to be the the the, the, the is supposed to to be the work days, you know, work days. Of, <laughs> yes, of running from Monday to Friday. Friday. Yeah, I worked yes. somewhere where we did we took calendar days, public you holidays, see. inclusive. <laughs> no, no, no. And you know, so many people do not know these things. And the funny thing is, you know, you can actually according to the law, you can actually claim for 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 the days that in in enlightening their employees on, the, on these rights but these are things that are provided for by the law if you do not take leave you are supposed to be given payment to compensate for those days that you have not you know taken but everyone is supposed to be entitled to leave because it's, it's a law for you know requirement so before we get into this contract let us look out for what they say before we sign on anything, let us look out for 
what the you know what is the leave policy what is the holiday policy you will find that there are places that require you to work on public holidays is there a compensation mm-hmm. for for that pay how is it calculated mm-hmm. yeah it's very important to look at all these things it's also very important to look at um job titles and job descriptions you know you mm-hmm. find someone working in a place and then you ask them okay what what title were you in what is your title in this place or what are you called and they just tell you oh um I'm, I'm support staff <laughs> business oh, support i know <laughs> like okay so you just signed on as support staff what 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 is your role what is your job description mm-hmm. this will it's very important to know what exactly you are being contracted to do because that will help you know that when you are being overworked or being stretched out or you know what you're supposed to do and or being demanded you know more than you're supposed to actually provide mm-hmm. yes and it's also important yeah yeah it's also very important to look at the duration of the employment you know are we giving you are you being employed on a contractual basis or you know your contract will be renewed after one year or it's going to be renewed after three years or you know aha is that part mm-hmm. this is now a third episode we are going to do <laughs> that's six months eh? so i worked mm. somewhere mm. <laughs> i worked somewhere where we were given short contracts for three months and these were well they were renewable every three months and the reason was uh, we are we are not entitled they're not going to pay nssf for us so when we get the contract that has three months we just know we have to work for six months it will be renewed in the process but the contract will read three months wow It 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 kind of, it baffled me because I thought uh, why it, it, our law seems very okay. I'm not even a legal person. <laughs> Those who are listening just know I'm here <laughs> to learn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it but it, it made it felt like our law was very porous. Mm. If if someone can just eh, the contracts that the law says six months I need to. Pay. I've even forgotten what tax it is they needed to mm. pay. I can just split this into two, and they will. I will not incur that charge. Mm. And we survived. I worked there, I think, for two years, wow. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, um, the funny thing is that for every law, there is usually loopholes that people will exploit. You know, yeah. legally, every employer that every employer that is not government is supposed to be paying nssf is supposed mm-hmm. to be contributing to nssf for their employee at a certain percentage as provided for by the law <laughs> and their requirements for their their legal requirements that you know that tell you how many employees you're supposed to have before you you can pay for nssf and usually you find that people play around with these things mm. you know that is why you find that in most cases people do not want to employers will prefer not to give you an, 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 an 
unemployment contracts so that you are not you know bound to them in any way and and when such things you know come to the surface i just be like but this person you know has never been you know worked, has never worked with us on a permanent basis or anything like that there's nothing legally binding yes that is the danger that yeah, actually it's also very important to look out for for for, for such things i'll put that under benefits you know things like nssf mm. what is their understanding you know i've also been under situations where you know people just you know look at you and be like but we have never put nssf anywhere and you know and you know we are all lawyers and you're like but you know <laughs> this is a legal requirement and you're like but we don't have a contract to show for it oh dear yes so usually people just play around the loopholes i don't know i don't want to call it exploit it may be such a big word advantage yes to so take advantage so you find very innocent you know workers you know very innocent employees because you need a job you know because you need to earn you'll be like you know what let me where do i sign <laughs> oh my gosh the law the law the law the law uh, interesting thing okay one of my bosses um one of those jobs i had said doing some time back he when i when i asked him when it was end of month i i because i was paying people I, I I told him can't you just I asked him if he could just wire my salary to my bank and he said no he pulled out <laughs> so he sent me to the bank to get some money for operations and whatnot so after I had cleared all the other oper- operations that the balance was actually my salary <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the balance. He said, no, 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 I'm not paying you via bank. Your money is here. Wow. I said, what is going on? Why don't you pay me through the bank? He said, you'll figure it out with time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are trying to dodge the law in every way, in mm-hmm. every form. Yeah. Are actually educated on the law. People know the loopholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they know where to pass. Yes, because now in such a case, if someone is, is, is giving you money under the table, there is really no, there is really no, you know, there is nothing that ties you to him. Mm. You cannot come and say, okay, this is my boss. At the end of the month, we we have an agreement that he's supposed to give me this and this and the other, you know. First of all, you don't even you don't have a payment slip. You do not have anything like that. <laughs> and because of that, also they can they will not pay you they will not uh, pay your NSSF or benefits like no, you know, they did not. Like that. Because they are giving you your money like cash. You know, this is it. <laughs> the law does not know that you are an employee of this person because he's not paying any benefits for you, and you're not you. Know, contributing to any benefit scheme or anything like that for yourself. <laughs> okay. So it's also very important before um before we we sign onto a contract or before we enter into an employment contract to find out the terms of payment. How am I getting my money? Am I getting it through a bank? When is it supposed to come? Is it coming by, you know, 
by the end of the month or in the, in the next month or you know when do we say prompt payment and when do we say late payment oh there's such a thing oh yeah there is such a thing <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, you know what we're not going to finish this conversation we are definitely going to again and <laughs> it's good to have it again but uh, a few take-homes for uh, the contract uh, employment contract uh, your salary your title title your title yes. your, uh, your, <laughs> your scope of work benefits um, this about uh, when the I pay in yes. terms of payment that's something I've actually, I've actually never looked at. Anyway, yes, so terms of payment. And we shall definitely have a deeper conversation on different aspects of, of the law for, with Council Hope. So what's your title? <laughs> Lawyer Hope? <laughs> <laughs> nice, 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 nice. But Council is what they call us. Council <laughs> yes. yes. With Council Hope. Uh, so look out for those but before we let her go hope what's your mantra to doing life <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I'm one of those people that has a new mantra or a different mantra for every season of life or every day that I wake up some days I wake up and I'm like you know what go all out you know go big <laughs> or go home some days I'm just like put your best foot forward sometimes you know i'm like you know what eat once stop once we've been there done that we won't die ah. so it's <laughs> you only live once you only live once you know <laughs> so it depends but my life is my the main thing for me is basically just be happy mm-hmm. turn up and be happy And that's all we had for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to share and to comment. For those of you who have not been able to get in touch, you can do so via my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and WhatsApp if you have the number. Otherwise, let's do this again next week on Tuesday. Be sure to listen in. For now, have a great week. Stay dreaming and definitely stay winning.